Well, uh, let's go uh, into our lesson. Let's pick up where we left off. The best attitude. The B attitudes. And this is part six. Uh, tonight's lesson comes from Matthew 5 and 8. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. The best attitude. Let me just add an addendum to last week's uh, lesson. I was rushing, um, surveilling my surroundings. I was in a car. I was in a neighborhood. I got lost. I was in Dallas, Texas. I was on my way to church, and uh, I was sort of uh, cutting across the field and uh, making the lesson shorter than I had prepared to make it, and I want to apologize for that, and I abruptly cut off the line just because uh, I was done. I should have left the line open uh, so uh, Dr. Rice could have resumed, but be that as it may, I made it to, to my destination to church on time, safe. And the Lord has brought us back home, and we're in our familiar uh, venue, and that is my study that I love here at Freedom Hillside. Uh, I just want to add an addendum, and that is that uh, I should have said, I hope I said, but in case I didn't say, I'm saying it tonight. Christians stand in the middle point between a mercy received and a mercy needed. I had that written to say last week. It's no strain on us Christians because while we were yet sinners, Christ Jesus died to save the ungodly. So no arm twisting is required. Just give us an opportunity uh, to give to someone else what has been received undeservingly by us. Furthermore, even after being saved by his grace and mercy, every day in this flesh and sinful world where we are prone to slip and stumble, we still need the Lord to show us his mercy. How many times a day do you say, Lord, have mercy or have mercy, Lord? And you know my my daily dialogue. Every situation we face can fall in one or two categories and many times both. Thank you, Jesus, and Lord, have mercy. So, blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. I don't know if I said that last week, but uh, it's said now. Now, let's go forth with the lesson tonight. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. And you know that I always like to uh, begin each of these lessons with a 
contextual or historical uh, statement so we can get a sense as to what the hearers heard. They didn't have the New Testament scriptures. The first of any New Testament book, the Gospel of Mark, was not written until A.D. 72 or 70. So they are about four decades away when Jesus sat down and opened his mouth and taught them. Uh, what they had in their possessions or in their memory uh, or in in their spirit uh, were Old Testament writings, the prophets, uh, the Pentateuch, the first five books of the Bible, the wisdom writings of Solomon and and David and and Job. Uh, so. That's what they had, um, the writings of Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and Paul were non-existent when Jesus taught them on the side of the mountain. That's why I am always prefacing a sermon or teaching with the phrase, let's step into the world of the text. Understand it rightly so we can interpret it correctly and then apply it appropriately. When you listen to some of this teaching and preaching nowadays, it makes you wonder uh, what world are they stepping into? Because they sure are not stepping into the world of death. They're just doing a lot of shuffling, a lot of sidestepping, but they're not stepping into the world of the text. Uh, when Jesus said, blessed or blessed, the hearers immediately um, thought about a sense of happiness or satisfaction or fulfillment in life brought to them by God. So when they heard Jesus say, blessed are the poor in spirit, happy are they that mourn, blessed are the meek, happy are they who hunger and thirst after righteousness, uh, blessed are the merciful. Theirs was a desire, a dream, an idea of the kingdom that the prophets had spoken about in the Old Testament, uh, a kingdom, uh, a rule, a reign, and authority, not a king's people or land. Uh, Jewish people recognize that God rules the universe. Uh, but they prayed for the day when he would rule the world unchallenged by idolatry and disobedience. So they had this big idea that God would one day wipe out all forces of Satan and he would ultimately rule and rule 
supremely without challenge or foe. That was their idea of the messianic kingdom that was going to be brought in by a messiah. And so that's what the Jews are waiting for today. Of course, we know that we're not waiting as Christians who embrace the full teaching of the New Testament. We know that the kingdom is already here. Jesus is the Messiah who has come, resurrected from the dead, and is coming again. We know that the kingdom of God or the kingdom of heaven, they're used interchangeably. You don't get deep and you don't get punished if you say kingdom of heaven versus kingdom of God. We know that the kingdom has already been inaugurated, but it awaits consummation or completion. The plan is complete. The process is underway. Just like um, Freedom Forward, the plan is complete. The process is what's taking time. So when we look at happy or blessed or blessings, we look through Western culture lenses. We think of promotion. We think of possessions. We think of power uh, because we're in the Western culture. And when you ask somebody about blessed or you hear a song, the Lord is blessing me or look at my blessing, immediately we rush to what's in the closet or what's in the garage or, or what's in our bank account or pocket. But these folk weren't thinking about stuff. These folk were listening to Jesus and they had none of that on their mind. Hallelujah. They just wanted God to fulfill the promises he made to the prophets. So Jesus in this Sermon on the Mount, he's uh piqued their attention. And it's 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 different stuff they're listening to. The stuff that's been shoved down their throats by religion and government to hear Jesus in the Beatitudes, oh, what a fresh relief it is. Because the Beatitudes is about uh, the ethics of the kingdom. Ethics moral principles that govern a person's behavior or the conducting of an activity. Ethics, one's values. Ethics, rights and wrongs. Ethics, virtues. Ethics, the dictates of conscience. Ethics, operating from the inside out. Not, not giving in to political pressure. Not a quid pro quo, pay back you because you paid me. 
stretch my hand because I scratch yours. Uh, not personal gratification, but straight from the heart that has been made new by the presence and power of God. That's what this beatitude today is about. Blessed are the pure in heart. Pure. Pure means uh, single-minded devotion, pure, unmixed motives. Uh, so when the hearers process pure through the scriptures of the Old Testament, they were thinking in terms of Jeremiah thirty-two, thirty-nine, where God said of Israel, I will give them one heart and one way that they may fear me forever. Uh, we would add to that scripture, Matthew 6, 21 through 23, where, where Jesus said, where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. If one's motives are pure, it will show in holy deeds. Pure means cleansed from the filth of sin by one's faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed are those who've had a, a personal encounter with Jesus. Hallelujah. And gotten saved and become born again. So ours are cleansed hearts. Pure. Not because uh, we're perfect in the sense that we are not prone to slips and blunders. We're pure because we've been justified to stand before God because of Jesus. Uh, but we're not pure in the sense that we uh, don't fall or don't make mistakes. Sinful flesh uh is what we'll deal with until the day it stops sinning. And you know the day that sinful flesh will stop sinning? It's the day we die. Until then, we can work on sinning less. You've heard it before. We are not sinless. But as we grow in God, we are sinning less. I dare say at 72 as I am and at 80 and 60 and 50 as you are, uh, your walk with God has strengthened you and me uh, so that we've shown Growth away from sinful behavior and stronger maturity toward God. Hallelujah. So when a person says they are living above sin, don't pay them too much attention because they simply mean that they live in a two flat or a three flat and that their unit is on the top. 
that's what they mean when they say they live above sin, that there's some other people who live on the first floor. Blessed are the pure, here it is, in heart, heart, heart. Heart is my thinking process. Heart is using my intellect, not my emotions. Proverbs 23 and 7 says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. As a man thinks in his will, we don't want to just be emotional, always on 10, pressure high, miserable, hollering, depressed, crying, suspicious, looking a hot mess, toe up from the flow up. But in our heart, in our mind, we want to exercise control over our emotions. So blessed are the pure in heart. Pull it together. A pure in heart person makes choices and decisions that come from their control tower, the mind, and those decisions please and honor and glorify God. That. Blessed are the pure in heart was a direct hit against the religious examples of Jesus' time. Because the religion of Jesus' time, the Pharisees, they wanted people to conform to external activities, uh, not question the morality of of them. They wanted people to uh, worry about how heavy a weight was that they were picking up on the Sabbath day or being more concerned with washing the outside of a dish. You know, they they were not concerned with ethics. Just do what we tell you and don't ask any questions. Jesus said no to the Pharisees. And he says no to us and any system that would strip the believer of having a heart to please God. Blessed are the pure in heart. Proverbs 4.23, keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Ephesians 6 and 6, do the will of God from the heart. James 4 and 8, Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hand, ye sinners, and purify your hearts. Hallelujah. And then my favorite buddy, Psalms 51, verse 10, David says, Create in me a clean heart, O God. Hallelujah. And what is the blessing, the promise, the satisfaction of those who are pure in heart? Here it is. They shall see God. They'll see God. See God. Experientially, we see God now. We, you know, we have his presence, we have his peace, we have his word, we we actually witness 
him moving according to his plan and according to his spirit. So we see God in that sense. But, oh, one day, hallelujah, those who are pure in heart will see him in a in a in a face to face encounter. I'm not gonna call it a physical uh encounter because we will have stepped out of the physical realm and stepped into the glory realm, but we will see him. We will literally see him. Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it does not yet appear what we shall be, but we do know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him because we will see him as he is. I don't know if it's going to be uh, physical and visual, uh, but we're going to experience God in his fullness. Hallelujah. And I don't know how you feel about it, but that's that's worth holding on to. That's worth keeping my ethics right. That's worth keeping my values holy so that one day I'll see him. Hallelujah. Just as he is. And furthermore, if you don't intend to see him, then, 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 why, why are you doing what you're doing now as a believer? Because all of this is leading to that. Hallelujah. I hope that helped bless you as it blessed me because I wanna, I wanna see him. People talk about going to heaven and streets paved with gold. I want I, all of that is cool and I'm looking forward to it. But if for some reason the place, hallelujah, doesn't doesn't satisfy, then I do know the person will. Glory to God. I want to see him. I want to see the look upon his face. They are to sing forever of his saving grace. On the streets of glory, let me lift my voice. Cares are past, home and last, ever to rejoice. When I see Jesus, amen. Well, let me stop teaching before I go to preaching. But I want to see him. I want to hear glory to his name. And it'll take me being single-minded in devotion, unmixed in my motives, not having any hidden agenda, not charging for everything I do, but just being a blessing because he's blessed me. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall experience God now and forever. Well, that concludes the word of faith which I teach tonight. Hallelujah. Glory to his name. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. You're not going to see them here. You'll just sense and experience 
his presence, his power, his peace, his possessions, and all of that stuff. But oh, when we all get to heaven, what a day of rejoicing that will be. When we all see Jesus, we'll sing, we'll shout for victory. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. This is the word of faith which I teach tonight. Amen. Amen.